0: Hello, I suppose I should start at the beginning, but I don't really like starting at the beginning. I really don't like starting at all. I like the middle part. The Later part's pretty good too, but those beginnings are tricky things. They need to do so much work. And they set a certain level of of understanding that is almost impossible to live up to. I haven't really had that many successful beginnings. So I've tended to ignore them. But as this is something beginning, I feel like I should at least make an attempt. Hello. This thing, whatever it is that I am crafting or attempting to build for you, is what I have referred to as wandering out loud, or in another context, one might say that this is episode 1065 of a 30-day challenge, begun several years ago in this dog days of podcasting. I am Mark the Encaffeinated One, an identity I've adopted and felt for numerous years, although I don't really know what that means. I don't really know if that's my identity or another mask, if it has any real depth or meaning or if it's just a label, if it has resonance or is a distraction. I don't know. I've chosen to accept that it's all of those things, probably. And at different times, different things. I will utter one of the phrases that I absolutely despise in response to the name. Not that this phrase is used only for this name. I despise it in all contexts. It depends. What a useless, useless phrase. But yes... I marked the encaffeinated one. This is Wandering Out Loud. I didn't know what I was going to do, and I still don't know what I'm going to do for the dog days of podcasting, but I made a list. Actually, that's not true. I mean, I did make a small list, but that's just really as a guideline to get me started. What I really did was fill two pages of my bullet journal with. A sort of mind map. But if map is used in this context, it feels far too organized. Brain dump potentially might be more useful. I have more than 30 things sketched out on here. I won't get to them all. I will probably disregard this page frequently, but I will see what I can do. I will make these particular pledges, however, and one of them was intended to be the inspiration for what I do all month, but that proved to be problematic. Originally, I had thought that I would take the name Wandering Out Loud and treat it in two different punny ways. If you've listened to Wandering Out Loud, you'll know both of them. One was to be walking out loud— The other one was to be walking, to be wandering outside. Over this last year and a half, well, to be honest, this last two or three years, I've struggled to get outside enough. At one point, a few years ago, I had hit a stride. Literally, I was walking every single day. Sometimes two or three hours some days. I would be up early just so that I could take a walk. So that I could come back, take a shower, and begin my day and feel weirdly refreshed. I slept better at night. I had better calves. And I was generally healthier. I'm not in terrible, dire health. But I haven't been walking for a long time. So I did an experiment last week. I said I will wake and go for a walk every single day for a week to prove that I still can. And I almost did. I didn't go for a walk on Saturday. I began this theory last Sunday, I believe. But nonetheless, six out of seven ain't bad. So I originally had intended to record these strange little missives as walking thoughts. But those who heard the last few episodes note that the quality was not great of either the discussion or of the actual recording. So we'll see if that returns. It may. It is something I would like to explore. But I will make this pledge That each of the days throughout August I will walk As I did today Later than originally intended Not early first thing in the morning Sleep debt had caught up to me But I went for a walk About thirty minutes in total It was a good walk I will also Make the pledge that I will speak Each of the next thirty days I will sometimes repeat myself. 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 But I hope that each time that I do, I emphasize something a little bit different. Or it is a shade of that conversation and not the original. Something different has changed. Or I have changed. I do not make the pledge that you will learn something every day. I do not make the pledge that I know enough that you could learn something every day. That is not the point of this. The point of this is not to be a finished product, but the byproduct of unfinished thoughts the process of thinking is how I have treated this for more than three years. And I think it is how I will treat it again because it helps me think to wander out loud. I will probably not be able to pledge to make these brief as I am far beyond the original stated goal I stated to no one but myself, of five minutes. That was to be the limit. I have never succeeded. I will talk about numerous things, and I pledge that some of them will include my thoughts on storytelling, will include my thoughts on role-playing games, Will include my thoughts on philosophy. And will include my thoughts on everything else, too. I will do this every day in August. And I will probably do this afterwards, once I have resolved some technical issues. You can continue to listen to this. If you have already subscribed to Wandering Out Loud, not of any surprise, you will continue to have this too. But if you have not, that means you have come from another place, which I wish to mention. The dog days of podcasting are upon us for the numerous th- year. I don't remember exactly how many years this has been going, but thank you, Craig Step our founder, initiator, and perpetually not getting this entire month in. I really hope to hear from Craig this year. Go to dogdaysofpodcasting.com. If you have heard this through my feed, there are many other people participating in this challenge. And you can subscribe there or join the challenge even now, even as it supposedly has begun You can do it. I believe in you. I don't know why. I don't have any evidence. So, I should start by talking about the beginning, which I have not done and I will not do. Instead, let me choose something else from my list. Let me choose storytelling and games combined. Lately, I have been on a tear, playing narrative games. It began when I realized I had not yet played Life is Strange Before the Storm, continued when I decided to finally play Tell Me Why, and then today concluded when I played Fire Watch. Three very different games, all in the same. Well, I can't call it genre. That word has been irrevocably marred. Let us call them broad styles of narrative game. In each of them, you make decisions. You do button presses to choose one piece of dialogue or over another. Interestingly, all three of these, you do not make actions. You only make voice choices. That's not true. But it's close to true. The story moments you choose to do and interact with are really just there for narrative choices later on. That's not entirely true either. That's a horrible, ghastly simplification. But I have been considering how these games play out and how that could be something that reflects back on what I want to do in storytelling and in role playing games. Two very different forms of storytelling. Actually, I suppose the first should not be called storytelling, but authoring, perhaps, where I'm going to be creating a static narrative. A story which is going to be complete and on the page or on the screen and unchanging, as opposed to a role-playing game, which is a dynamic story in which it changes constantly based on actions that are outside of my purview of doing. And somewhere right in the middle of those two things lie these games which allow me to make choices within the structure of a static story, which is already created. So I feel like there must be some lessons to learn here. And one of them that comes immediately to mind that applies to role-playing games is tell your players what the choices are. This is something that I feel I'm still learning and is, in some ways, amazing to me that I did not know. Most of the time, in a role-playing game scenario, you may present them with a puzzle or with a conundrum in which you lay out the possible actions they can take. But, most of the time, we do not Most of the time, we rely upon the players to invent the solutions, to invent the choices they can make. And certainly, most of the time, we actually want them to encourage, to be encouraged, to create new solutions. But I've seen too many role-playing games, been in too many, run too many, in which the players seem to not know what is possible. They don't have a set of choices in front of them. Instead, they see a problem and they look at the solutions they have on their sheet already, the capabilities they have, the skills they have, better and worse, but mostly looking at better, and say, none of these apply. And then they may look at the scenario and look at the background of their character and look at the, the conundrums placed with before them and still say, I don't recognize what this it really is. I don't know what my choices are here. And that is one of the liberating feelings that I've had from playing these games. I know what the choices are. I don't always agree with them, but I know what they are. I know where my character stands on these things or could stand, the possible stances. I know the tones that are being struck. I know a little bit about the possible outcomes of these things. And I can make the choice among the given choices. I am guided. I am welcomed. I am helped to make my choice. But role-playing games offer this amazing other option. You have A, B, or C, or anything else you can think of. But I think we forget to present A, B, or C most of the time. We have them in our heads as GMs, as game masters. We have these possible solutions in our minds, but we don't give them to the players. And I feel like I have made that mistake. I have held back too much information. And I wish to change this and see how it affects the game. If I ever get my mojo back, my confidence to run a game again, that is a whole other story. So there it is, the beginning. Normally at this point, I would do the beginning, but because I've already given it to you more than once, I won't give you the choice again. Instead, I give you these choices. You can listen to the next episode. You can decide to skip the next episode. You can decide to present me with a challenge. What should I talk about in the next episode? You can provide me with feedback saying I liked this episode or feedback saying I didn't understand this episode or feedback saying this episode was way too long or I grant you this, you can give me feedback of any kind whatsoever. You can comment on this episode at encaffeinated.ca. You can find me on Facebook and Twitter as ENCAF1. It is my identity. I guess I might as well claim it. And I will talk to you again, probably less aggressively, although I do not know what my choice will be tomorrow tomorrow.